0: Welcome back to the NFL Broad podcast. In this episode, we're going to be taking a deep dive into the week seven games. The first of which is the New Orleans Saints taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mini, I mean, your Saints last week, they took a devastating loss really to the Texans. Are you, are you expecting them to bounce back this week?
1: No, if I'm honest. <laughs> um, Yeah, another disappointing loss. Well, yeah, another disappointing loss against, I mean, one of the best teams in the league, really. The Texans. You know, that team went, what, 3-13 and last year, was it?
0: Yes, yeah, but on there, and they'll probably do the same again this year. I mean, they've already I matched. Think they got four wins, no, no, I don't know. No, oh, I no, think they and three, three on the three season,
1: three, so... Three, I mean. They've already matched the win record from last season, so that means they're improved. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what a disappointing loss after coming off that 34-0 win against the Patriots. And the problems are back on offence. So, what did I say last week? I hope that the offence stays like this. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> they didn't, did they? So... Defence stepped up, gave the offence plenty of opportunities in that fourth quarter to get points. And uh, we just ran out of downs both times. So, yeah, disappointing, to be honest. I don't really want to say too much else about the Saints. I think I'll probably talk about that Texans' performance because, wow, once again, they look well coached. <laughs> and, and they play very well in the game as well. And they actually deserve to win. So, fair play to Bobby Slavic, CJ Stroud and those boys. Yeah, to be fair, I think this is probably... A- I think it's probably subrises
0: the Saints season so far. This game, it's pretty much exactly where I see them. To be honest, they're a very average mid mid-table sort of team. They obviously lost to the Saints into the text in a close one. Who were, we're also sort of a mid-table team at the minute, but they're sort of on the rise. I'd say your 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 boys are sort of on the on the downward spiral at the minute. Um, and obviously, it doesn't get any easier this week for the Saints. Obviously, they're going to take on the Jaguars, who are on a three-win streak at the minute. And that that offense, in contrast to yours, seems to be starting to fire now.
1: I mean, yeah, it absolutely does, and and it helps with the amount of turnovers that they get in games as well. To be fair, they got four last week against the Colts, three interceptions and a forced fumble by that man, Josh Allen. And to be honest, that defense it, it scares me. I hate to know what they're going to do to this Saints offense last week. Uh, sorry, this week. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this. I mean, the, the defense has sort of stood up for them all season long.
0: Um, we know we, we know they have obviously quite got got quite a lot of talent on that side of the ball. They're restricting teams to, to low-scoring games. Um, but now, obviously, the the, the, the offence is starting to fire as well. They scored 37 points last week, and it probably could have been more, to be honest. Travis Etting, he got, he got two touchdowns, and he start, sort of seems to be getting a bit better. Um, and, yeah, this this offence does seem to be starting to click a little bit more. Um, the only concern for them will be, of course, obviously Trevor Lawrence. He went down with a knee injury um, at the end of last week's game. So, fingers, fro- fingers crossed for them, guys, that it's
1: not serious. Well, I mean, fingers crossed for us, guys. It's not serious as well, to be fair, but he just has to miss one game. I mean, that'd be ideal, wouldn't it? So, I mean, would we still win? I'm not sure. That, it, To be honest, I think, he's, I think he's likely to play in this game.
0: Um, well, that, well, that, that's what the media are saying anyway. He's likely to play this game. And if he does, obviously, I think Jacksonville have got to be the favourites coming into this one. Um... Oh, of, course,
1: of course he's going to play. And he's going to turn up just like everyone else does against the Saints.
0: I don't, just, I don't think it's just everyone else's problem. I think it's a Saints problem. You know, they've got a top five defence in the league and a, probably a top, a bottom five offence in the league. They just can't seem to get anything going. Well,
1: yeah. um, I mean, again, I can confirm, look... to be fair, that the the defence is top five. Statistically, they are top five. Um, the red zone defence is phenomenal, to be fair. Um, we stopped the Texans many a time last week from taking that, that game from outside, you know, a one score. We, we give ourselves countless opportunities to get back into it. But when you've got an offence that's that's rated 20th in the league, then that's where your problems are. I mean, on paper, we're worse than the Cardinals and the Bears in, in terms of offence. So that's exactly where the issues lie. Yeah, and I think, obviously, I
0: think that is the main struggle be coming to this game as well. I think Jag- Jaguars' defence is probably better than that of the Texans from a week ago. And I just can't seem to figure out where you're going to actually score points in this one because despite having sort of big names, I guess you could say, on offence, uh, we obviously Kamara and Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, it just doesn't seem to be working out as it should. You know, I'm pretty sure your offensive line isn't too bad either. Um so it's got to come down to the coach and the
1: play calling surely. Oh it's Pete Carmichael. I mean I was singing his praises last week and we've just gone back to the old boring no motion, you know. There's there's, there's no there's no false players, there's no tricks. There's it's so predictable and you could tell what Derek Carr sort of wanted to do. And I mean even the touchdown that we scored with Rashid Shahid who came into the game and made two massive plays, arguably 50-50 balls, and he was lucky just to come down with with with, um, with that touchdown. And then later in the game with that sort of what was it, 30 to 40 yard grab. I mean, both of them could quite easily have been intercepted. And yeah, could. on another day, you know, we, we we lose the ball again a couple of times there. And then I don't really trust the kicker either. The rookie Blake Groupie, I think he missed a couple of field goals as well. So they don't. Yeah, do we it's really kind of want a poor to reply? season, isn't it, really? He's struggling. I don't know if it's a lack of confidence or if he's if he, you know if he's good enough. I really don't know what's what's up with Blake Groupie at the moment. I hope he's on the training field kicking field goals for fun because he's certainly going to need to. Uh, well, he's probably going to have to kick a few against the Jags.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, like you say, just, just touching on Raheem Shahid again. You know, he keeps coming with these big plays, and I just can't help but wonder why is he not featured more heavily in this offense because he's certainly got that juice to top that take the top of our defense. And you know, if you can incorporate him in, in more games, it opens up the running game and it opens up the under underneath passion as well. It's like, in my opinion, if you can sort of get him more involved, more of a threat down the field, it opens up the, the entire offence and I just can't understand why he's only
1: getting sort of two or three targets each game. I mean, yeah, within probably, probably most games this season, certainly in the last two that I can remember, he's had a... What was it? An eighty-yard, or, or so? It might have even been a, a a return from from the kickoff. And then, like I said last week, he comes in for a touchdown. He comes in for another fifty-yard play, or whatever it was. And that's it. That's all we see from him. I don't get why Dennis Allen and Pete Carmichael aren't sort of scripting more plays up for him because he's looking like his sort of you know best weapon at the moment, to be honest. And he, and he's not there in the game. I, I like you said, I can't wrap my head around that either. To be fair, no. And I think it's something surely
0: that they're going to be looking at this week, ahead of this game. Um, you know, because the only opportunities against the Jaguars team is not like they're unbeatable, um, but they're going to do a hell of a lot better than they did last week. Um, with that being said, I am going to take the Jaguars in this one. They've got the momentum, three win streak, the offense is firing, the defense is firing, and I just struggle to see where any points are going to come from for this Saints team.
1: Yeah, I think be, as much as it pains me to say it, to be fair. I think this will be the first time that I've gone against the Saints, but they have disappointed me. So we'll be taking the Jags to win, and hopefully that means the Jags will lose. Right. So kicking off Sunday games at 6 p.m. The first matchup that we've got is the Lions taking on the Ravens. Two teams in form, To be fair, Column, how do you think these guys will get on against each other?
0: Yeah, I mean both teams are going off big victories a week ago, and you know I've seen people recently, you know, saying the D- Detroit Lions. They're actually the best team in the league right now, which I think is crazy to think. Um, for me personally, I don't think they're quite that good. I think the five and one record is a bit, um, a bit almost over um, overrating them slightly. I think they are a very good team, but are they the best team in the league? I, I don't think so. I think they're probably a year away from sort of being a Super Bowl contender. Uh, but with that being said, you, you can't really fault what they're doing. You know, they beat the well, they absolutely slapped the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week. Who were according to the game everyone thought it was a good team uh they just this defense is elite this offense is elite um it's it's a one of the best teams to watch in the entire league to be honest i don't know what you thought of them as
1: well i mean you're not wrong to be fair i think they've probably got to be up there for that for that third scene now that they are beating the books um leading that division i think they, they pretty much beat everyone in the division when they play them again if you know if they haven't have already played them i think they've already already beat the packers and I don't see anyone in their division touching them. To be fair, so they, they they'll be they'll have their eyes on that that third seed. But you know, with teams that have slipped up this week, like the Eagles and 49ers, could they be looking at that first and second seed? I'm not sure. We'll have to see well, what happens well, I, as the season goes on. I,
0: I do think they are in contention for the first seed, to be honest, because like you said, they're in that easy division. I'm pretty sure they took the Bears and the Vikings to play twice, if I'm not mistaken. And you know, we know just how difficult that Vic- that Eagles um, schedule is. Um, so it might, be a, it might be a shootout between them and the 49ers, but I'm pretty sure the 49ers have got a difficult schedule as well. So, you know, the Lions could go into the playoffs as the number one seed. I still don't think they'll be the best team, um, but just on ease of schedule, I think they could be there.
1: I mean, from what we've seen already, they've they've looked brilliant, to be fair, mate. I mean, defence, you've got Aidan Hutchinson, it was, <laughs> he's been a machine, to be fair, he's had an interception... And a forced fumble, I think he's at, maybe the interception were a pick six against yeah. the Panthers, if I remember that correctly. Yeah. You know, they've, they're the seventh best defence in the league currently, and they made light work of the books, really. I think they forced them into, what was it, three, only three field goals last week? Two. Two field goals, yeah, yeah. so they only put up six points. Yeah. I mean, that's that, that's the difference currently between the third and fourth seed in the NFC, So and they've, and they've wiped the floor with them, so maybe they are better than that third seed. Well, yeah, and, and you know, you just said they're a top five defence.
0: Uh, top seven defence, sorry, and they're actually ranked third for offence as well. It just shows how well-rounded this team is in general. I mean, you know, you look on both sides of the ball and they're absolutely stacked. I mean, I think the only concern for me right now for the Lions is both of their star running backs are both injured at the minute. I'm not sure if Jameer Gibbs will be back this week. I mean, we know they took him, I think it was like 12th overall in this year's draft. So, you know, they're expecting big things out of him. Um, But they are likely to miss David Montgomery for the next, I think it's four to six weeks. Um... So that's probably the only weakness you can probably point at coming into this game against the Ravens.
1: I know, to be fair, and it's a massive shame really because he's been quality this season and statistically would be a top five running back based on what we've seen if he'd played all games. Um, But, you know, it's not like the short talent offence. They've got probably the best rookie tight end, in my opinion, Sam Laporta. I know that you've sort of raved about him a lot this season as well. Um, And then from that wide receiver, you know, Weapon, weapon uh, weapons-wise, they've got Amon rice a. brown who he's looked good as well and statistically will be a top-five receiver if he'd played all five games. I mean, he went for another 12 carries, 124 yards and another touchdown last week. So, I don't really see a team slowing down the Lions at the moment. But, having said that, this Ravens' defence, I think is, what is it, second? Are they second-best defence in the league? Or the, yeah. the top five, I know that for a fact. Yeah, something like, yeah. like that, yeah. So, could you see the Ravens slowing down this Lions team? Well, the
0: Ravens are, are a funny one for me. I mean, like you said, they've got a very good defence and um, obviously they did come, off, come away with the win in London last week. That, that, t- that takes them to four and two. But for me, they're just not impressing me when I watch them and uh, almost stumbling um, across the line in games to, to get the victory. Uh, we know they're obviously struggling in the run game and Lamar Jackson's having to carry that load almost by himself at times. Um, neither, of those, neither of their running backs really taking off and obviously the week before last we saw the drops and problems we are having they did get back on top of that a little bit this week, but I'm not sure really what's going on with this offense. You know, they seem to have all the weapons in the right places, but they're just stumbling a little bit, and um, I think they will really struggle against this Lions team to score points. I mean, I think it'd be a low scoring game anyway, with both very good defences, but you just, you know, the concern for me is where do, where do the Ravens get the points from?
1: Yeah, it's a good point to be fair, but that defence is very strong and they did only limit the Titans to, to one third down, I think it was, last week. So, you know, if, they, if, they, if they're looking to, well, obviously they're looking to win this game, but if they're wanting to win this game, then that's what they've sort of got to apply to the Lions. And is that defence going to be able to stand up and, and stop this Lions team? Yeah, well, they're going to have to try and find
0: a way to stop it and then, you know, need sort of turnovers and um, interceptions and stuff to try and get good field positions for this offence. And um yeah, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Both kickers are going to be busy, I think. Um, and it could really go either way, to be honest. It you know, sort of depends who turned up on the day. It's a very good game, a very good matchup, Um And Lamar's going to be looking for his receiver to, to improve this week.
1: He certainly is, and he's going to need Mark Andrews to step up as well. He improved a little bit last week against the Titans. He's going to need to go for a big game if the Ravens want to win. But... You know, I can probably see mistakes continuing for Lamar Jackson this week. That Lions defence is going to apply a lot of pressure to him. And you know where he's like under pressure. it good where his legs don't get me wrong, but if he's trying to throw the ball, then more times than not, it seems to be getting intercepted or he seems to be making mistakes and fumbling a lot recently. So with all that said, I will be going for the Lions to win this game, extend on the season and look to uh, to grab that first or second seed. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you again on this one. I think the, the Lions are going to come out winners on this one. I think, yeah, like you said,
0: the defence, that defensive line for the Lions going to get to Lamar Jackson quite a bit in this game, put him under pressure. Like you say, he's had a, he's had a bit of a problem with fumbles as of late this season. And even last season, to be fair, before he went down injured. Um so yeah, I can see errors being forced by this defence and give me the Lions to come out on top. In the next game we see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Both of these teams are going to have tough losses last week. Mindy, do you see anything in those games that they can bring? into this game and have
1: a bit of positivity coming into this one um it's hard to find a positive really i mean they're both coming off big losses to be fair the Bucks only put up six points last week and the falcons only put up 16 against a poor commander's team really i think let's start with the falcons and let's start with that man desmond ridder who threw for another three interceptions last week and a fourth quarter that he'll never ever want to remember um what was it? I think they, they went for a turnover on downs and then they had an inception and then a turnover on downs again. So, I mean, the defence stepped up for the Falcons, to be fair. They gave Desmond Ridder more than enough chance to score some points, and he ultimately bottled it in the end zone. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Falcons are struggling on offence and so, so are the books, it would seem. And two division rivals, I'd love to see it.
0: Yeah, I mean, like you said, Desmond Ridder, he was terrible in that game last week he threw two of his three inception in the fourth quarter and there was a period in the fourth quarter right that the Falcons were third and goal and, and they someone let there be a delay of game I don't if it was bad, bad coaching or bad the or bad quarterback play but yeah delay of game, game on third and goal also made it a longer play the following play they then snapped the ball with one second to go and rid airs it out for an inception so yeah I think it's very poor quarterback play very very poor coaching to be fair um, I do think Arsenal is holding back this Falcons team. You know they've got so much talent on both sides of the ball. Um, you know the, the, the defense is actually playing pretty well, but the offense just cannot seem to get going despite all the weapons they've got. And I just can't. I just think this this team need a new need new coach, a new quarterback, and then
1: they'll be a contender again. That's all they need really. Everywhere else needs to be stacked. Yeah, I mean it certainly does. To be fair, there were some some big games for Drake London once again. Um, Bijan Robinson. I can't say I've been impressed, if I'm honest, mate. And he's not making my shortlist for rookie of the year at the moment. Whether you have a different opinion on that or not, he will have to let me know. No, I, to be honest, I'm pretty much I pretty much agree with you. I'm not sure if it's the system he's playing
0: in, or because you know he had 13 touches. Tyler Algier had 13 touches. Both of them didn't really do anything spectacular with those touches. It's like I, I know he likes to sort of dish the ball out, Arthur Smith, and get everyone involved, but he doesn't allow. Any players sort of get hot or like carry, carry momentum. And again, I think this this coaching is very poor for the Falcons, and it could be holding back uh, Robinson. Uh, but you know he was out Sean last week by by the Robinson on the other side of the ball. Really, oh, gee, um, that's
1: exactly right. You know what? I was going to say just that as well. Uh, we knew <laughs> who the better Robinson were in that game, and it certainly was Brian Robinson for the Commanders. Yeah, I mean, but you know he does have some highlights and a
0: couple of big plays, but I just don't think. Is he involved enough? And I don't think enough of it is schemed open for him to make the most of either. So, you know, I, I think this 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 Falcons team are very mediocre at the minute. Uh, it shouldn't really concern any, you know, it shouldn't be concerning the playoffs. I don't think at the end of the season. But you know, if they change change the coaching staff, get a quarterback in the off season, maybe you know Kirk Cousins could be a potential target for them. And uh, if so, I think this
1: team could be very good in the next couple of years. But as of right now, it's not good. Do you know what? I think I think you're absolutely right there, to be fair, mate. Absolutely right. I mean, they've got, on paper, the fourth best defence in the league. And like we said, it showed. They, they gave him enough chances last week to score some points in the fourth. Ultimately, he didn't take any of the opportunities. Threw the ball away countless times. And, you know, you're just you're just asking yourself to lose at that point. And then in terms of after Smith, I'd just love to see it because he's so sort of, what's the word? I think, like, cocky um, in his post-match interviews when he wins. And then he's miserable as sin when he loses. So do you know what? I'm glad that they've, that they've been humbled again because they have one one week. They have one week where they win. They think they're mint and they're not. And do you know what? I'm glad they lost against the Commanders. It were a shock, but I'm so glad. If we just move over to the Bucks side of the ball, and that's another disappointing loss for the Bucks, is it? Yeah, I mean, you know, this week
0: should be stiff, more like stiffer competition for the Falcons. I mean, the Bucks are three and two on the season, um, and going, going into last week, you know, I, I wouldn't say expected them to beat the Lions. And I wasn't even going to sort of move them down in my estimations, but it was just the, the way in which they lost. They just got absolutely beaten on both sides of the ball. You know, this Bucks defense is a good defense. On paper, well, so far up to this point, the offense was good. And they just could not get anything going in this game. Baker Mayfield, he looked very, very poor. either inception in the game. And there's just, there's just no run game last week. Um, so it's a really weird one. You know, the Bucks are probably better than they were last week, but... They were playing a very good team in the Lions, and uh, I am not them to bounce back in this one because, like we said, we think they are uh, underlying a good team and much better than the Falcons, and I expect this defence to show up again this week. Uh, because you know, they only let, let up 20 points to the Lions, which is not a lot to, like we said, the third-best team, third-best offence in the league. Um, so if we can sort of put up a similar performance this week against a very weak Falcons offence, then, you know, th- th- this is a bit of a
1: mismatch. I think the Buccaneers should be the better team here. I mean, statistically, they're playing a harder defence in the Falcons. As we said, the Lions were ranked 7th and the Falcons are ranked four. so I don't know what Baker Mayfield needs to do to get back to how he was playing, but I thought Baker Mayfield look, looked a lot like Baker Mayfield has done uh, as of recent, and like you said, I, I, you know, I've noted it out here, the rush game was unexistent, and since they've come back from the bye, um, they, it just looked like they had nothing going on, offence. I think even Mike Evans and Chris Godwin scru- struggled by their standards, so... Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a game of the defenses. Probably a low-scoring affair, and it could probably go either way.
0: Yeah, I, I'm completely with you. I think it will be a battle of the defenses, but I do expect Baker Mayfield to bounce back. Uh, you know, I agree. He did look like the Baker Baker Mayfield of all old, old last week, but I'm gonna put it down to a one-off. I think this coaching stuff will be drilling it into him this week. They'll have a good, good good game plan coming into this one, uh, and yeah, for that reason, I'm gonna take the uh, take the Buccaneers.
1: See, I'm in a position with this one. I just I don't know which quarterback I could trust more out of Baker and Desmond Ritter. I think I'm probably just going to have to side with Baker Mayfield. He has thrown less interceptions and he's put a couple more touchdowns on the board. So I'll just side with the books on this one and I think they'll beat the Falcons this week.
0: Next up, we see an AFC East matchup as the New England Patriots take on the Buffalo Bills a minute, Ah, oh, the New England Patriots the worst team in the NFL right now? Because
1: in my opinion, they are. I think they certainly could be. I mean, they've got to be up there for the worst team in the AFC. And I think that the Giants are probably the worst team in the NFC. So the Bills have got lucky, really. They're playing two of the worst teams in the league. And I'd be very surprised if the Patriots do anything to them this week. Um, but, I mean, I said that. The, the 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 Giants went close last week and arguably if they'd have kicked that field goal, would have won the game uh, just before half-time. So, yeah, the Bills didn't put up too many points. And, you know, I, th- I thought they looked slow. I thought they looked a bit lethargic. Um, and lucky that they were playing such a bad team that they managed to get away with a win. So, yeah, I don't really know what's going in, going on with the Bills since they've gone to London and come back. They've they've just been so, I, d- I don't know, like lacklustre. Would, would you agree with that?
0: Yeah, I mean, like you said, they didn't score any points until the fourth quarter last week. And then, obviously the offense seems to come alive then. So it's weird. I'm not sure if they are, you know, we're, were struggling with getting back on American time again like they sort of did in London. Obviously, we know there's injuries on that defense, but it's not the like defense that's struggling. It's the offense at the minute. You know, the defense have held the Giants just nine points last week. Um, so you can't put any sort of blame on them. Um, but yeah, the offense just kept stalling and stalling. Uh, we, we know Gabe Davis, I think he had a fumble. Um, Josh Allen threw an inception. So yeah, things are just not cooking right now. For that Bills offense,
1: no, they certainly not James Cook, and you're right about that. Although he did have a better game compared to what we've seen for the last couple of weeks. To be fair, he went for 14 carries, 71 yards. So the run game were there a bit more this week. Latavius Murray, I thought, was all right. Um, but yeah, it's weird because we saw this Bill team absolutely rip through the Dolphins not too long ago, and then since they've gone to London and came back, it's yeah, it seems to be problems on offense as as much as there is on defense.
0: Yeah, it does, but I mean, their problems look like absolutely nothing compared to the, the problems that the Patriots are having at the minute. Um, <laughs> I was actually what? arguing with a couple of, of Patriots fans this week because so I was saying that Matt Jones is probably one of the worst two quarterbacks in the league, and to be fair, some of them did agree with me. Uh, others were like, no, it's all, all in the coaching, it's all in all in the lack of lack of talent around him, but for me, Matt Jones is a bottom-two quarterback, just as the Patriots are a bottom-two team. And I just cannot seem to see where points are coming from on this team. The running game is awful. I mean, they've got Ezekiel Elliott, who is about five years past his prime. He should be in a retirement home somewhere. And <sighs> re- some receiving-wise, there's, there's, there's just nothing. There's just nothing. I think Devontae Parker, who's <laughs> their biggest name on that side of the ball, he got a wide-open catch last week. Um, I, I just, honestly, they scored 17 points against the Raiders, who were also a terrible team. So, I, I just can't see they might They might score three points against this Bills team, if they're lucky.
1: Well, I mean, they're lucky that they're catching the Bills with defensive problems slash injuries at the moment. Uh, but I will say this, and this sums up this Patriots' offence, it really does. They're the second-worst offence in the league, and they've scored 72 points all season. I mean, that is just miserable. Is, is it bad that it really I'm surprised they've
0: scored that many?
1: Oh, well, but to be fair, you're not. you're not wrong. You're absolutely not wrong. I mean... Matt Jones, five touchdowns on the season. Have I guess how many interceptions? A million. Seven. seven inter- five touchdowns, seven Close interceptions. And you're telling me this is the Matt Jones project. The Matt Jones project is over, and so is the Bill Belichick one. I've been saying it for weeks. Just hang your boots up, Bill. It's time to go. Stop ruining this legacy for yourself. Just, Just call it a day. Yeah, to me,
0: I'm sort of coming to an agreement coming into agreement with you. To be honest, I think the more, the longer he stays here, the more he damages his legacy. Like and at, at this point in his career, I think he's almost a bit too old for a full rebuild of this organization, which is exactly what they need. They're gonna sort of start from scratch, get rid of all the dead wood. Um, the defense isn't terrible, to be fair. It's you know quite quite a good defense, uh, even that's got a couple of injuries. Um, but right now, there's just absolutely nothing going for this team. Um, and with that being said, I expect the Bills to have a sort of get right game. I know they are coming off a win, but I mean, I expect them to look a lot more impressive this week and absolutely dominate their divisional rivals um, with a big victory.
1: Yeah, and I, I don't imagine they've done that that many times over the decades, but to, on Sunday, that's certainly going to be one of them. I can't see it going any other way. I mean, that Patriots offensive line is unexistent. I've wrote down here both receivers and running backs suck, and I think that's a fair analysis. Um, give me the bills to get right, as you said, and totally dominate the Patriots this week. So moving on, we see the Cleveland Browns taking on the Colts. Cleveland, who came off a massive and an unexpected win against the Niners, and the Colts coming off a disappointing loss against the Jags. How do you see this two? How do you see these teams matching up against each other? Well, I mean, let's talk about the Browns first. I mean, they've just beaten the
0: best team. In the league by everyone's standards, really, and it all comes down to that defense as it has done so many times this season. Um, you know, they've got the best defense in the league without question, um, and now they're going up, up against a team who are nowhere near, not even close to being as, as good as the 49ers. Um, so then keep that sort of momentum going, that performance going, then I can only see this one going one way, and that's to the Browns.
1: Um, what about you? Yeah, I mean, the Browns have certainly cemented themselves as the best defence in the league. I think that's, you know, without question, they've ended that 15-game streak by the Niners, uh, that regular consecutive winning game record for the Niners, I should say. And they've done it with a backup quarterback, PJ Walker. So can we expect to see PJ Walker in against the other backup for the Colts, Garda Minshew, this week? Yeah, well, we saw, as was about an hour
0: ago, that Anton Richardson is now confirmed out for the season He's going for surgery, so it means Gardner Minshew will be the starting quarterback for the rest of the season, and this is surely, surely going to hurt the Colts fans here because you know they probably had a bit of optimism coming into the season with a rookie quarterback. He's down and out for the season, and now they're back with Gardner Minshew, and you know that just sort of crushed all optimism for their season.
1: I mean, before this game week, Gardner Minshew, when he's coming to the game, he's not done bad. He's, you know, I thought he was the best backup in the league, and. Then he plays against the Jags last week, and he gets pumped, what, what was it, 37-20? Yeah. They lost they lost last week, and he threw three interceptions in that game. So, he's starting the game. Clearly, it's not as good as him coming into the game. I, you know, I thought he'd build momentum, but granted, they were playing a good Jags defense. He seemed to struggle a lot, to be fair. But, he, I mean, the Browns, wow what a win that was against the Niners. <laughs> I don't think anybody expected that.
0: Now, and I think the the biggest problem for for the Colts and for Gardner Minshew is they went down so badly. They went down thirty-one to six at one point. Uh, I think another point they were down twenty-one to three uh, or something like that. And it's like at that point, you know, they, they, they sort of gave up on the running game. The, the Colts, and it just meant you know Gardner Minshew thrown the time, throw the ball fifty-five times, three hundred twenty-nine yards. But yeah, with that, yeah, that comes interceptions, and uh, you know I'm not sure what happened with. Well, obviously they went down early. And then there was just no running game from that point on. You know, we talked last week that they might have the best one, two running backs, running, running punch in the game. And they had a total rushing yards of 40 yards between them. So they, it's something they're going to work on this week. They're going to establish a run early if they are going to beat this Browns team. But I get like we said, look, the, you know, they're coming up against the best defence in the league. And, uh, you know, they just absolutely lights out everybody on that defence of the ball is flying to the ball. You know, you've got Miles Garrow's an absolute animal in himself, but there's so many quality, quality players on on that team, um, and it, you know they're all, they're all finally shot, starting to show up. You know we, they had so many first, second picks overall for, for many years, and a lot of first round t- talent has been spent on that defense, and now it's
1: finally showing up. And uh, yeah, I mean, wow. It, it absolutely it's showing up and i tell you why it is showing up because they've only given up 52 first downs all season in five games and I mean that is incredible the second closest team is the Buccaneers of course and they've given up 94 which is nearly double so that tells you everything you need to know about that Browns defence yeah it certainly does and then look at the offensive side of all this
0: Browns team I think they've just got to try and do enough until, until uh, Deshaun Watson comes back you know Philip Walker he wasn't special last week he had two interceptions, no touchdowns Carry um, Hunt, you know, he sort of did have a pretty good game. he got a touchdown, but again, this week they're going to be relying on stopping the Colts, getting good field position, and um, just doing the best with what they can with this backup quarterback they've got at the moment.
1: I mean, the Colts are certainly not the 49ers, so I don't, I don't see them doing that much damage to this Browns team. And I'd be surprised if they put many more points past them, or many more than 17 points past them, like the Niners did last week. You've talked about Miles Garrett. He's on five and a half sacks for the season. He's already had a forced fumble. Martin Emerson picked off Purdy for the first time last week. And Grant Delphi, he's going under the radar as well. He's he's having quite the season at linebacker. So there's a lot of quality on both sides of the ball for the Browns. To be fair, they're just missing Deshaun Watson, but you know I think the offense will cope and the defense will get them out of trouble if they need to. Um, and then in terms of the Colts, like you said, we I feel like we might have jinxed the the old running back one two. Punch that Moss and Jonathan Taylor and whether they're going to affect the Browns this week. Well, I mean they didn't put up many yards against the Jags and they're certainly not as good as the Browns on defence, so in theory they shouldn't really be hurting the Browns that much. But with all that said, Callum, which which team will you be going for and, and why? Yeah,
0: well, I, to be honest, I I think there's quite it's play closer than what it should be this game. It's such a Cleveland Browns game to lose, you know, they've been a sort of meme for the past few years. Uh and it's yeah, I just can I can see them losing this game but I'm not going to pick them to lose this game. I'm going to take them to win, and if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong, but I'll be wrong in the majority. What about you?
1: Yeah, I mean, after coming off that win against probably the best team in the league, the 49ers, I don't think you can go against the Browns, but it is the NFL, and upsets do happen. But like you said, I I can't take the courts on this occasion, so give me that Browns defence to stand up strong once again, and PJ Walker to get a couple of touchdowns and get the job done.
0: Next up then, we have our rapid fire round. In the first
1: game, we see the Chicago Bears taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. Who you got? Give me the Raiders because I trust Brian Hoyer a lot more than I can trust. That backup at the Bears, Tyson Bergent. That man just needs to stick to arm wrestling because he ain't built for the NFL. Well, I'm going to take the Chicago
0: Bears. I'm just hoping that uh, Justin Fields is back for this one, but we won't know until later in the week. Next up then, we have the Commanders taking on the Giants in a divisional game.
1: Who you got? Give me the Commanders. The Giants look like the worst team. Well, they're certainly the worst team in the NFL. Uh, NFC, sorry. Potentially the NFL. Um, yeah, give me the Commanders and Sam Howell to continue the momentum.
0: Yeah, give me the Commanders as well. The offensive line looked a lot more improved last week. As they beat the Falcons, might expect them to win again this week against the Giants. And finally, the Broncos taking on
1: the Packers. The Packers are for bye week. I think they're going to be slow. Broncos are due a massive bounce back. I'm going for an upset here. Russell Wilson, sort your shit out. Sean Payton, sort it out as well. Broncos, give me them. Right, I'm going to disagree with you here. I mean, I'm sure this is
0: a likely upset as well for me, but I'm going to stick to the Packers. Jordan Love has been studying the tape in that bye week and he's going to get have a get-right game here. Give me the Packers.
1: So moving over to the nine twenty-five matchups, we see a divisional rival in the NFC West. The Cardinals will be taking on the Seahawks, both coming off disappointing losses. But would you say that the Seahawks is more of a disappoint- more of a disappointment than that Cardinals lost, Callum? Well, I don't think with the
0: Seahawks, you sort of expect more from them, especially with this, this team that is fairly good on paper. Um, you know, they've got they're kind of quite good on both sides of the ball. And yeah, they put up thirteen points against the Bengals, who you know they're and, and not great this season not as good as they have been certainly for the past couple of seasons um, yeah they, they disappointed me heavily last week they only got to Joe Burrow three times and um, yeah the fourth quarter ultimately they're choked when it matters um, you know I think the, the, the on fourth down I think they fumbled and that was recovered by, by the Bengals and there's just way too many defensive penalties all game for the Seahawks it really cost them I'm not sure exactly how many yards it were um, but they were getting penalised all night long. Uh, in fact, I think they had seven penalties. I'm not sure how many was on defence. But, yeah, the defence have beating themselves up. And um, the offence as well, that wasn't good. We saw um, DK Metcalf lose his call. Uh, he was getting guarded all night. Couldn't really get anything going. And he, he sort of pushed the corner back and another 15-yard penalty for the Seahawks. So they sort of beat themselves a lot of the time last week. And, uh, yeah, very disappointing against the Bengals. Um, I'm not sure what you thought about the Cardinals
1: last week. Um. Yeah, the Cardinals, I mean they, they lost against that Rams team but they have got the addition back of Cooper Cup, the Rams so I wasn't really expecting that much from the Cardinals uh, I mean the only really momentum and chance that they got for points was when Josh Dobbs threw the ball to Zach Ertz and they were marching down the field and unfortunately it ricocheted off Ertz and and, and it was picked off by the Lyman. so Christian Roseboom stepped up and sort of sealed the game and, and put it to bed uh, Joshua Dobbs, he continues to disappoint. And you know what? I'm glad because he, uh, he let us down a couple of weeks ago against... What, who, who was it that they were playing against when they, when they let us down? I Bengals, think I think. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. Both teams have lost to the Bengals in two weeks then, haven't they, actually? Um, yeah, yeah. That's an interesting talking point, to be fair. I think the, uh, the Cardinals were more heavily beat than the Seahawks. But Josh Dobbs, yeah, he's tw- 21 out of 41, just over 50% completion rate, zero touchdowns in the game. Um, another interception, and that's ultimately why the Cardinals are a mid-offense. Um, and then he terms to yeah, I mean, defense, that... go on. Gone. On, sorry. Well, I was just going to say I think the the main main point
0: in the in the game that I remember certainly was he had um, Marquise Brown wide open um, in the in the end zone, um, and he completely overthrew him high and wide. Um, I think it was in the end zone anyway, or a very deep shot high and wide. That was a sort of chance to let the Cardinals get back in the game, and he blew it. Um, but, I mean, other than that, nothing... When I watched the game, anyway, I didn't feel like he played too badly. I just didn't feel like the, the, the receivers were open. They had no run game. I mean, he led the team in rushing yards. Um, so, I, I didn't really think Josh Dobbs had done too much, too much wrong. But now I've looked at the starts, obviously, it's not impressive. And I just think this team all around now is sort of coming to a point where we expected them to be at the start of the season. You know, for a few weeks, they put up some good performances. But as of late, again, slipping into that, that poor, poor play and... Um, yeah, they are very poor last week.
1: I mean, they certainly can't rely on the defence either, to be fair. They've, they've given up an average 376 yards per game um, this season. And for for me, the offence has got to score points to give them chance of winning. If they're not scoring points, then they're not going to win any games at all. Um, and I certainly can't see it happening against that Seahawks team. Um, but, you know, there's there's issues for the Seahawks as well, as you mentioned, major, major penalty issues. I think 60-plus yards that they are given up just on defense alone last week, and that's where it all spiraled from. I mean, in that first, I think it was the first quarter, the first time that the Bengals had got the ball when they were down seven nil, and I don't even think Joe Burrow was going for the fourth and two. They were just playing, I mean, probably for offside, and the Seahawks defender ended up in the neutral zone, so five yard penalty. it lets Burrows get a first, set, you know, another set of downs, and they go and match up the field and and score a touchdown. So I think the Seahawks really have got the, you know, they've only got themselves to blame for that loss, um, and, and to be fair, it will probably General Smith's worst game of the season.
0: Yeah, I mean, no no touchdowns, two interceptions, it's not not good viewing, is it, at all? Um, but, you know, with that being said, though, you have got to expect them to bounce back this week into a very poor Cardinals team, like you said. Um, I expect Kenneth Walker to have a much bigger week this week. He's sort of kind of playing well, kind of playing average at the minute, and I expect him to have a, have a bit of a breakout game against the Cardinals again, I expect that DK Metcalf will bounce back. And I will just say, I found a new favourite player, player's name, should I say, um, on this Seahawks team, Jake Bobo. I mean, I heard it in commentary, like, what the fuck is that? But what a name, could you imagine being a commentator and just screaming Jake Bobo down your mic? I mean, I don't know why, I just now all of a sudden like Jake Bobo for his name, but just a weird talking point for you there.
1: Um, I think he's a rookie, actually. He got drafted this year, I want to say. I'm sure he's a rookie.
0: I genuinely um, couldn't tell I, you.
1: I don't know why I know that, but I'm sure I heard it on the commentary that, that he was a rookie. I, um, I mean, and, and to be fair, I think the only well, the biggest standout player right now has got to be Tyler Lockett, hasn't it? Well, it's strange because both these receivers,
0: Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, one seems to play well one week, one seems to play play well the next week, and um, obviously Tyler Lockett stepped up a little bit this week: six receptions, 94 yards. Um, I'm sure. That's something I was, I'm sure next week it DK, Metcalf's turn to step up, and uh, it's very rare that we see both of
1: these players actually play well at the same time. I just from from what I remember of the game, and it, it's I mean for the past few games it's been Ty Lockett making the big plays. It, you know, he got his team up for a chance or a touchdown on on more than one occasion in that fourth quarter. They had two good chances to score a touchdown. Arguably, should have kicked a field goal, took the points to make it a one-score game and then back the defence who did come up with the ball. You know, the Bengals went three and out and ultimately the, the Seahawks got another chance to to win the game. So, in hindsight, if they'd have kicked the field goal, they could have had two field goals and won the game. Um, but I guess you can't think like that. You know, Pete Carroll probably thought that it wasn't going to get the ball back. Um, but I just think he's probably got to put a little bit more trust in the defence. Um, who only conceded 17 points last week. The Cardinals conceded 34 points, I think it was, against the Bengals the week before. So... In theory, this Seahawks team should be beating this Cardinals team.
0: Yeah, and if I'm being honest, I think they will beat this this, this uh, Cardinals team. I think the Seahawks have got far too much talent on both sides of the ball, but especially the defence. You know, it's, it's a young defence. It's only going to get better. Uh, there's so much talent on that side of the ball, and I just think they'll they'll, they'll shut out the Cardinals for the most part in, in this upcoming week. Uh, I think the only, the only concern really is maybe Josh Dobbs scrambling with his legs. Um, but other than that, I don't see any sort of positive... Outlook for the Cardinals coming into this one. So, yeah, give me the Seahawks a bounce-back game. And I think it will be quite a high-scoring one as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with everything that you've just said there. You've hit the nail on the head. And I will also be taking the Seahawks to win. In our
0: next matchup, we see the LA Rams taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Also the Steelers are coming off a bye week this week. Do you think I'll give them an advantage, Mini? Okay.
1: Well, I think we we might have said something along the lines of you know the buy helping the Seahawks, and we saw that and we saw what that did to them last week against the Bengals. So I don't see it being a been a good thing for the Steelers. Maybe they, they could have drawn up some some more players in offense because they certainly need something going on offense for them. I mean, the, they're the third worst offense in the league currently. They've only scored seventy nine points this season and. There's not many standouts for him, other than probably that man George Pickens. So, yeah, I imagine they've they've had a week to work on stuff and prepare for this Rams team. Um, I don't think they're going to be good enough for this Rams team, though, with that said.
0: No, I i am with you on that one as well. Obviously, Steelers coming off, coming off a bye, it's hard to know what to expect, but you know how poorly they are performing before they went on that bye. Matt Canada, obviously, he's surely on the hot seat. He's got to be the worst offensive coordinator in the league, you know, I thought. Uh, and then in contrast, you've obviously got coming up against the Rams, who, scoring for fun at the moment, uh, you know last week they could have a huge win against the Cardinals, um, matched and 226 yards, a touchdown, Kyron Williams, their run game got going in the second half and he exploded 158 yards and obviously that man Cooper Cup it, for me, he's certainly a top 5 receiver in this league, if not top 3 to be honest in fact, you know what, I'm going to go out and say he's a top 3 receiver in the league, he had 148 yards again and a touchdown and I mean this offence is absolutely phenomenal isn't it?
1: Do you know what I watched him last week against the Cardinals, and I just I've wrote down Cooper Cup is back, and he really it's like he's never been away. Actually, he just slotted straight back in. You know, he's catching deep balls. He, he, he's sort of looking over his shoulder. Um, I can't remember who the cornerback's name were for the Cardinals, but he couldn't touch him. He couldn't get anywhere near him for for some of the players that he was making. It was, oh, it was such a good watch. The guy, is he's, he's genuinely. I actually don't know him. how he
0: is so good because he's not got elite speed. He's not got elite size. He's not got anything. He just does everything well. And what a little white man he is, you know. <laughs> he's, he's repping it for us white men out there and he's just making them look stupid. Um, and obviously, we've seen that. He's obviously making poop and Poupinacou's workload go down. He, he was limited to just four catches and 26 yards last week. I think he dropped one, actually. might have been in the end zone, actually. Or, I don't know. I know, he, I know he dropped a crucial one last week. Obviously, he didn't come back to hurt them or anything. But should we expect him to have another big game this week?
1: Well, I mean, he's going up against a tougher defence. Not not on paper, but we know what that defence is like. And they do they do win games for the Steelers, and that's what they've proven this season. I expect probably a, a bit of a bounce back for Puka Nakua, you know, compared to what we've seen. He's certainly in my Rookie of the Year shouts at the moment. And, I mean, I've got him down as a top-five receiver as it stands, and I think statistically he is. Um, so, does he drop out now for for Cooper Cup,
0: you think? He's got to be, hasn't he? I mean, Cooper Cup's done it for many years. He doesn't like slowing down. Uh, his route run is phenomenal, um, and yeah, I mean Puka go top five. I think it might be a little bit of a stretch. He's certainly doing it, doing it well for a rookie this season. But we'll often see in the coming weeks how he how he fares and how his workload's affected by by Cooper Cup being back in the scene.
1: I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm comparing him to the likes of Tyreek, AJ Brown, Stefan Diggs, DJ Moore those those types of guys, um, and Cooper Cup's certainly up there with those guys. Um, I'll talk just a little bit about that Rams defence and all because I thought they stepped up once again. They only allowed the Cardinals to what was it, three three yeah, field I goals so. I think last week. Um and, and Ernest Jones, that guy is, is absolute beast. He's top five linebacker. Um I've looked at his starts, he's got thirty-seven tackles and twenty six assists on the season, and that does make him a top five linebacker statistically. I love my starts as you you know, as you can probably tell. But I watch this guy play, and you, 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 people might not notice him, but since you know, since we've started doing this and and getting getting into watching every single team, I've just noticed some of the players that he makes. It's absolutely insane. He's constantly pressuring, and you know, he's helping his team win games. Yeah, ultimately. I don't think this
0: Rams team's had the um, this Rams defense. Sorry, had you know too much praise over the course of the season so far. But like you said, they limited them to nine points last week, and throughout the season, really they have not looked bad. You know, and I think they are going under the radar a little bit, and I expect them to step up again this week against a Steelers' offence, who is, well, at best, poor, let's be honest. <laughs> they're struggling to score more than 20 points a game, and I expect them to be struggling against this week into so Rams'
1: defence, who, like I said, is he's, he's going under the radar. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like I said earlier, they're, they're actually the third-worst defence in the league. Um, I'm still not impressed by Kenny Pickett. You know, that, that win against the Ravens, that wasn't Kenny Pickett and the offense. That was either the Ravens' offense being terrible on the day, or the Steelers' defense stepping up like they have done a few times this season. But I'm just looking at some of the some of the players that they've got and some of the weapons that they've got on that offense. And like Najee Harris, for example, he might be the slowest running. Genuinely, back in the league. I genuinely think if you put me in a race joking.
0: against him, I I could beat him at least at least the first twenty meters. I reckon I've got him. You got the acceleration of a slug.
1: I'd, I'd love to have seen that guy's sort of drills um like he's you, you, you know just the standard yeah, yeah. standard drills i'd love to know what his times were that's something that i'm going to have to look up otherwise it's going to annoy me but george Pickens is probably carrying this offense um just before the the buy went for 130 yards and obviously got that game winning touchdown. um but yeah it's probably just praise for the defense at the moment and whether they can do it against this rams team i mean they got three force fumbles against the ravens in that game um Mika Fitzpatrick looks good. He went for seven tackles, two assists, and TJ Watt. You just know what you're going to get with TJ Watt. He's an absolute sack machine. So they're going to have to apply mass pressure to Matthew Stafford. Mekki made mistakes, and I suppose see what see what they can do on offense. But yeah, from what we've seen so far, not not really yeah, impressed. Yeah, I mean, the Steelers
0: are going to get result here. It's going to have to, have to all come through that defense. Uh, with that being said, I think they don't have enough to see this defense. I think the Rams are too too powerful on offense, too good on defense, and yeah, I think the Rams. You're looking at a wild-card team here, and I think they will beat the 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 Steelers in this one.
1: Yeah, I mean, I hate to agree with you on absolutely everything, and I feel like I've done that a lot today. But, you know, some of these are just no-brainers, I'm afraid. So, yeah, give me the Rams. Give me Matthew Stafford, who looks all right, considering he had that hip injury. And, yeah, Cooper Cup. you know, he's just a boss. So, yeah, give me the Rams to win. So, moving on, we see this AFC matchup, the LA Chargers taking on Kansas City Chiefs. Callum, you watched your Dallas Cowboys against the Chargers last week. Can you tell me what the Chargers have been like?
0: Well, yeah, well the Cowboys absolutely battered them from start to finish. I mean, uh, they they... No, it's, they didn't. As much as I thought that, as much as I wish that were true, it, it certainly wasn't. Uh, you know, the Chargers, they didn't really impress me, to be honest. Uh, Austin Eckler Eckler just did not get going against that Dallas defense Uh, the the, the whole team was pretty quiet all night long really Uh, Justin Herbert maybe had his worst game uh, of his career if not certainly this season Um, and yeah there's nothing really impressed me about about the Chargers offense at least you know the defense did did limit the Cowboys to just 20 points which I guess is somewhat impressive Um, they did put that under quite a bit of pressure throughout the game Um, but again not, not, nothing really that writes home about this team. You know, they did to the, the Cowboys down to down to the wire. Only a three-point difference. But when it mattered, and the Church and Herbert threw an interception to end the game.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably the, the main talking point, to be fair, that interception. Um, you said Justin Justin Herbert, potentially the worst game of his career. Um, I'm not sure if, if it is the worst game of his career. But I certainly think it's, it's got to be his worst performance of the season. Um, you know, we expected big things from Austin Eckler in this game. You know, there were a lot of hype around him coming back into this lineup. Obviously, he's suffered a little bit of an injury, but like you said, he just—I mean, he just didn't get going. But that—the eliteness of the of the Cowboys' defense—or oh, well, that Austin Eckler just looking a bit rusty coming back from from injury.
0: No, I do think it, a lot of that goes down to the defense. To be honest, it was there was all over him all night. To be honest, there was no gaps for really anything to run through. Uh, and the, the Cowboys even did a brilliant job to be fair of shutting him down so you know we can probably expect something similar this week as well against the Chiefs you know they're a very very strong defence uh, this season so far um, I expect going to struggle again to be honest
1: I mean you're absolutely right there I think the, the Chiefs are the, the third best team for, for points conceded um, I think it's less less than 100 on the season so they ain't conceding too many not that I've been massively impressed with them overall um, I certainly think they've been better in past seasons but they're getting wins, the five and one on the season. They sort of just dirty wins at the moment, would you say?
0: Yeah, I'd certainly agree with that. To be honest, I mean, we, we know they're lacking a lot of receivers. You know, the, arguably got the worst receiving corps in the entire league. So to be just so to be five and one just shows how good Kelsey and Mahomes are together. They're the ones sort of dragging this team to victory as well as that defense. Um, but yeah, I've really not been impressed by that five and one record. You know, they, they beat the Broncos last week by eleven points, which is probably less than impressive. They only put, put up 19 points against the worst defence in the league. Um, so it was a victory, of course. It was a victory, but, you know, it, it wasn't an impressive one, to say the least. Uh, obviously, they're coming off a long week. This week they played last Thursday. So, you, you know, they've had more time to prepare for this game. Um, but so far, I, I'm yet to be blown away by
1: this team. Well, I mean, I can't at the moment. I just can't have them up there with, with the likes of the Eagles, the, the Niners and the Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins put 70 past the Broncos. 70? and the Chiefs only put 19. That tells me everything I need to know about that Chiefs' offence at the moment. And like you said, that receiving core, I think that's probably just what they're short of at the moment. Could they get a trade in before the trade window and potentially get someone I'm not sure who would be available, but we've seen the Eagles just pick up Julio Jones. So, you know, the Chiefs have surely got to be in the market for a for a receiver. It can't all go on Kelsey all season. I mean, what happens if he gets injured, for example? Then then where do they look for for, for points? Yeah, well I I
0: would certainly be expecting them to look for, for a wide receiver before that trade there, Dan Closers. Obviously we know Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton maybe getting shot by, by the Broncos, but again, they're divisional, so maybe less likely to get traded to the Chiefs. Outside of that, I'm not sure DeAndre Hopkins might be available um from the Titans. see their season's near enough over now. Um but again I don't think that's really what they need. You know, DeAndre Hopkins he's he sort of past it now where he's not gonna you know, take over a game or not as often as he used to by any stretch. Um, for me, I think the Chiefs have got to go all in on a, on a wide receiver, whoever it may be. Um, send a first rounder, send a whatever it is, and you know if, if, this, if this team gets a wide receiver, they're going to be the best team in the league. Uh, I think they've got to accept that fact and just spend that trade capital.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, that's it. To be fair, that's all the short of for me as well. Um, I'm just having a look at the stats. I mean, Travis Kelsey went for nine receptions, another 124 yards, so he had a big game. Uh Rashid Rice, Asia Pacheco, you know, the, the the decent numbers, but like you said, I'm just not blown away and I can't put them in that category um of the Eagles, the Nines and the Dolphins, like I said.
0: Yeah, it, it's true. Uh obviously as well, they're in a divisional matchup this week. Um uh, so you know, more more at stake here. if the Chargers do want to sort of be a wild-card team, they're gonna have to start swinging some wins together sooner or later. I mean the two and three now, start third in the division. This is a game they've got to try and sneak away with a victory with. Um, but with that being said, are they really going to knock off the 5-1 Chiefs?
1: Do well, you know what? It's a bit of a weird one. I'm not sure. I mean, Mahomes, he, he had another interception last week. Um, but that, that Chiefs' defence just seems elite, to be fair. And I can't see the Chargers putting up that many points. They've just played an elite defence in the Cowboys. Um and the Chargers' defence isn't great, but you know the, the Chiefs didn't put that much up against the Broncos, so are they going to get point, that many points against the Chargers? I feel like it could be a coin toss. Um, I've, I've just got to go with the Chiefs and Mahomes. homes. I trust him a lot more than I can trust the Chargers and Justin Herbert right now. So, yeah, give me the Chiefs to go
0: 6-1. Well, I'm actually going for an upset in this one. We saw the 49ers get upset last week, the Eagles get upset last week, and I think the Chiefs are going to get upset this week. The Chargers are going to march into Arrowhead. And I think, you know, he's got a chip on his shoulder. He's a chip on his shoulder now, Justin Herbert. And I'm gonna take him to the bounce in there and take the Chargers to victory over the Chiefs. Next up, we have the game of the week. We've got the Miami Dolphins who are five and one taking on the Philadelphia Eagles, who are five and one. Obviously, a minute. We saw the Eagles drop that first loss of the season last week to the Jets, who are a rival of the Dolphins. Uh
1: do you see anything in that game that is going to concern you coming into this one? Um, absolutely. I mean, Jalen Hurts—he's got to be the got to be the talking point. Obviously, we we went over this on the week six recap, but I'll touch on it again briefly. Um, he's actually what what is it? I think he's broken his interception record now. He's thrown seven interceptions on the season. He only threw through six last season. So serious turnover problems for Jalen Hurts and the Eagles right now, and they've got to get that fixed up against this Dolphins team. Yeah, I mean, like you said, seven, seven inception such in six games. That is a horrendous
0: record considering the 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 second best offence in the league statistically. Um I mean what is he doing? What are you playing at? I mean we've just seen them sign Julio Jones, which kind of seems like a bit of a panic a panic signing to be honest. Um, you yeah, know, they've already got they've already got AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, and now Julio Jones, it's definitely a very stacked receiving core now. Um and at this point now Jalen Hurts is out of excuses. This is it. Prove yourself, kid, or get gone because if it's Dak Prescott in that position, he's under the scrutiny from every media outlet in the world, every Cowboys fan, every NFL fan in the world loves hating on Dak Prescott. And if Jalen Hurts carries on this form, he's going to be under the same limelight, I think.
1: Yeah, I think probably just the difference between him and Dak right now is that record. You know, he's currently sat 5-1 and one on the season and arguably is lucky because, you know, his, his interceptions have not led to points all season until facing the Jets. Um... That that's obviously the main talking point right now is Jalen Hurts because I think everything else on that Eagles team is phenomenal. Um, everything on offence and everything on defence. We can we can go into both sides of that in detail if we really want to, um, but I think it's fairly obvious, to be fair.
0: <laughs> yeah, it certainly is. I mean, what's not to love about this Eagles team, other than Jalen Hurts at the minute, you know, they're the second best offence by yard in the game. I think they're a top eight, top nine defence in the league. Uh, and are so well-rounded. Um, I think one of the, the the other the only other concern for the Eagles is obviously Lane Johnson left the game with injury. There star left tackle who's probably the best left tackle in the entire game. Oh, maybe not. Maybe Trent Williams, but he's certainly top two. Um, and I mean, obviously
1: they, they, need, they they'd be hoping to get him back for this game, but I'm not quite certain the severity of the injury. Yeah, I'm not sure on that one. That's something that we'll have to put a little bit more research into. Uh, but yeah, they've just got everything going for them, and they've added Julio Jones to that to that lineup as well. It's it's not fair. Let's be honest, it's really not fair. I don't, I, with, have they pulled that then? Have, have they done that then? Genuinely, the, I don't know. I think I think this Eagles front
0: office is absolutely fantastic. To be honest, I'm actually quite jealous of of what they, what they're able to accomplish um, with this team. Obviously, we saw a lot of their defensive talent leave last season because they wanted to pay in and they refuse to pay them, then they just did so well in the draft to sort of fill that void and almost go on seamlessly. And uh, again, with his offense as well, you know, the trade for AJ Brown last year, which is probably one of the best trades of the season, if not the best trade of the season. Now, obviously, I mean, again, adding Julio Jones to that fold, he's looking for his first ring and he could potentially get it this season with the Eagles.
1: Yeah, do you know what? I think you're right, to be fair. I think this could this could take him just above the Niners, potentially, depending on what happens this week against the Dolphins. Obviously, they're playing another uh, you know one of the best teams in the NFL and the Dolphins but let's just talk a little bit more about AJ Brown because since he's put them pink boots on or those pink fucking boots as you like to call them uh, Ben <laughs> the guy's just been a joke he's phenomenal he's put up another what what was it last week 131 yards I think it was from seven catches so he's consistent and I think he's actually the second best receiver in the league statistically um, so you know they've got so much talent they've got Dallas Goddard he seems to be playing well Devonta Smith DeAndre Swift um it, they just pick and choose when they want that guy to pop off in each game, and I could see him all going huge this week against a poor um a poor defence, a poor Dolphins defence, sorry.
0: Yeah, and you know what, I think there's a lot of pressure on the Dolphins this week. Obviously, we've seen how good they can be. They've got the number one overall offence in the league. Um but obviously the, the only game where they've really faced anybody with, with um of decency in, in the Buffalo Bills, they got humiliated and I think, you know, there's a lot of pressure on the Dolphins offence, defence, and the head coach, Matt McDaniel, coming into this one. Like you said, the the, the defence is nothing to, to shout about at the minute. And I think Jalen Ramsey is still at least a couple of weeks away from returning. So unfortunately they won't get that, that bonus coming to this one. And they've got to heavily rely on their offence that scored another forty two points last week. Um, you know, how good is that offence you know we just talked about how good the Eagles offence is, but seriously, how good is that Dolphins offence?
1: Well, do you know what? It's it's a bit of a joke, really. Just like the Eagles' uh, offence is a joke. I mean, they've got Tyree Kill. He's already on 814 yards for the season. And believe it or not, he's got 150 more yards than A.J. Brown, who's in second. So that that tells you everything you need to know about Tyree Kill. The guy is just insane. And, you know, they've got talent elsewhere as well. They've got Raheem Oster. He actually leads uh, the league for the most touchdowns. He's got nine rushing and two receiving touchdowns so that's 11 and I think he's scored more than well he has scored more than McCaffrey this season so that guy's no mug either um he scored you know he scored number three last week against Carolina so yeah there's so much going for that Dolphins offense and they've managed to add Jalen Waddle back into the mixer as well um hopefully he can take you know pick up really from from where they've been eight chain left and fill, fill that gap for him because it's a shame that he went out to IR with that injury um but but what worries me is is that Dolphins defense um, I mean they're a bottom half defence and they're actually the 7th worst team for points conceded in the league so that was a bit of a shock stat when I researched that this morning. Yeah and that was I thought I thing
0: that cost them against against the Buffalo Bills you know, actually, the Bills are a good team, a well rounded team on both sides of the ball and I think that might be the difference really between the Dolphins and these other elite teams you know the Cowboys uh, the Bills, the Eagles, the 49ers, this defence is it's seriously let them down and I'm not truly sure why, you know, the, the, the trader for Bradley Chubb last year, who's obviously a very good player, Eli Apple, uh, Andrew Van Gylnkel, Christian Wilkins, you know, they've got a lot, a lot of big names on that defence, and like I said, Jalen Ramsey is, is, is going to return at some point in this season, um, well, at the minute it's just not clicking for that defence, um, I think even given at 21 points to the Panthers last week is quite disappointing, to be honest, in the fact they went 14 points down uh, in in the first quarter, um, so they had Ryan on on the offense, a lot at the minute, and that could be exposed this week against the Eagles. Do
1: you know what? I certainly think it will. I mean, I've got I've got the games wrote down here. To be fair, they conceded twenty one against the Panthers, who were zero and six on the season. They conceded sixteen to the Giants, who are one and five. They conceded twenty against the Broncos, who are one and five, and seventeen against the Patriots, who are one and five. So the only good teams really that they've played is the Bills, that they got annihilated forty eight to twenty, and then the Chargers, who they narrowly beat by two points. So. I think this is probably going to be... Well, it's a perfect game, to be fair, and I think it's going to separate the Eagles from the Dolphins this week. I really do.
0: Yeah, I think I completely agree with everything you just said there. This is a prove-it game, and this game is really going to show us whether the Dolphins are a contender or a pretender. Uh, with that being said, I'm with you. I'm in the Eagles' ship, unfortunately, on this one. I think Jalen Hurts is going to bounce back. It's a bit of a prove-it game for him as well. And um, I think the Eagles are going to come out on top, especially with that defence. I think they're going to hold... The Dolphins to well not not, not measly numbers, but they're gonna do enough. And I think this Dolphins defense is gonna heavily struggle against this reformed Eagles offense.
1: Absolutely. I think you've summed up that perfectly. Gimme them Eagles to bounce back, go six and one and you know, separate themselves from the Dolphins. So the final game of the week, we see the forty ers taking on the Vikings. The Niners who took the first loss of the season against the Browns. Callum, what about that then?
0: Well, yeah, no one expected that one going into the game. The Browns with a rookie quarterback and uh, the the 49ers up to that point were firing on all, all cylinders. But we saw them struggle throughout the game, really. You know, the, the Browns came, made it physical, and made it a difficult game for the 49ers. And that's exactly what happened. Purdy was under pressure all night, he threw his first inception of the season. Um, you know, we saw McCaffrey really struggled, to be fair, other than the touchdown. Um, in the running game he kind of struggled and then obviously left the game with an oblique injury and he's probably unlikely to return for this game as well um, Debo Samuel and Trent Williams both left the game as well and they're sort of day-to-day for this game as well um, so there's a lot of negatives coming out of that loss to the Browns um, but one thing I will say I think it was a good time to lose if that makes sense I think they will learn from this loss, address a few issues and it'll prevent them from getting complacent later into the season and they should be facing a much easier task here against the Vikings, who are one of the worst in the league.
1: They certainly are. And, I mean, they were lucky, really, to get, to get a win against the Bears. Um, they had another couple of fumbles. Can you believe it? I certainly can, because they're just a fumble. Well, we, we may as well call them fumble FC at this point. Um, Minnesota fumbles. Minnesota fumbles, yeah. We'll go with that. That, that sounds good. Um, they've now got 13 on the season. And they lead the league for fumbles. Nobody wants that stat. <sighs> Um, I think they've actually almost doubled. They might have even doubled the fumbles from last season. Yeah. Don't, don't quote me on six that. six last season, I think. So they've more than doubled it then. That's crazy. And we're on, we're on week six. <laughs> and there's just serious, serious turnover issues <laughs> for the Vikings. And they're creating problems for themselves. And regardless of whether this is a full-fit 49ers team or not, you can't be fumbling the ball that many times and expecting to win. I, against a team like the Bears, then, then maybe... Um, but against the 49ers, you know, I, I can't see them winning if they're fumbling this much.
0: No, I certainly can't. And let's not forget the Vikings have still got um, injury concern as well. You know, Justin Jefferson, he's still that injured. And um, yeah, again, I can't. Where do you look for this Vikings team to actually score a point against a 49ers defence who is one of the best in the league? I expect Nick Bosa and that defensive line to have an absolute field day with Kurt Cousins this week. Uh, you know, that, that offensive line has been shite all season. And I expect that to be exposed even more this week. Um, I, I genuinely, I'm i struggling to find any positives for the Vikings coming to this one
1: uh, yeah to be fair I mean the defence is no good either they're one of the worst defence in the league so if this is a bounce back this if this is a good opportunity for a bounce back for the Niners then they certainly need to take it and I think they will against the Vikings um, but yeah there's just too many too many turnover issues there's nothing really going on offence especially now that Justin Jefferson is out I genuinely just can't see whether they're going to they're gonna get points from
0: no, me neither. They don't, they don't get points on the defense. I don't. I'm pretty sure um, that's pretty mediocre. And again, this offense has got nothing going for it really. Um, with all that being said, I think it's going to be an absolute whitewash this week, with or without the Forty ers I think they've got more than enough to beat this awful Vikings team on both sides of the ball. Um, and in fact, even if you know, even if the 49ers players are all right to return, I think we could see them be sidelined by the coaching staff anyway. You know, just make sure they're ready, ready for the rest of the season. And get just just scraped by this Vikings defense if they need to, um, but for, but in my opinion, I think I think the Fortinanders absolutely blow them away. Yeah, I mean, could it be a blowout? Genuinely, could it be a blowout? It, it genuinely could be a blowout. I could, I, you know what? I could actually see it being, you know, a sort of like 24 to zero game. It uh, seems like it's got it written all over like it. To that. be fair,
1: it really. That, you know what? I think twenty-four to nil. You could genuinely could have it. It might even be worth having a bet on that, lad. Now that you've caught I might. it. there's a there's I a, might have a cheeky one-pound bet on that. There's a. It's got to be good odds on it. So, if there's a team that's going to get blown out, it's the Vikings right now, um, especially against probably arguably the best team in the league. Well, I think they still are the best team in the league.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with you on that one. I think they are still the number one team in the league. Once everyone gets back healthy again, I don't see anyone really at that level unless Casey um, can get get a wide receiver
1: yeah or when the when the Eagles play on December 2nd but we'll preview that in the future so with all that said then Callum I think I know you're taking already but just confirm it I am of course taking the San
0: Francisco 49ers
1: wow that is a shock that is a shock because I'm actually gonna be no I'm only joking yeah give me the Niners easy dub Thank you for watching this episode of the NFL Abroad podcast. All previews will be posted on Thursdays. Drop a like, comment and subscribe. Any feedback will be appreciated. Thank you.